0: Episode 227 of the PJ Archive is a phone interview I did with the great British track and field athlete Jessica Ennis, who specialised in the heptathlon. After injury sadly prevented Jessica from taking part in the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing, she famously won the gold medal at the London 2012 Olympics, and silver at the 2016 Olympics in Rio. She was also world champion in 2009, 2011 and 2015. It was shortly after her 2009 World Championship win that this interview took place. So it was years before she became a superstar at the London Olympics, got married to her long-term boyfriend Andy Hill, had their two children and became Dame Jessica Ennis Hill. This was a largely fun interview in which Jessica shows aptly that she really is a very good sport. Congratulations. Thank you. How long did it take you to come down off the high of becoming world champion?
1: I've still not come down yet.
0: Have you not? <laughs>
1: I'm still really just enjoying it. Yeah, it's just nice to, um, to have come home and, and seen everyone and everything. So I'm just still really enjoying everything.
0: There was talk of you getting a special reception in Sheffield. Did you get one?
1: Um, yeah, I'm having it on Tuesday. I'm competing in Gateshead on the Monday, and then when I come back on the Tuesday, they're, they're doing like a welcome home party, which should be nice in the centre of Sheffield.
0: How do you like being the centre of attention?
1: To be honest, after just having a horrible year last year and, and not being part of, you know, the Olympics and everything, it's, it's nice to have had such a good year and to, you know, be doing so well and... Just really enjoying it and, you know, not really worrying about anything right now.
0: And what have you done with your medal and where will you keep it in the future?
1: I'm not sure where I'm going to keep it. Somewhere safe. It's it's with me at home at the moment and it's just in my bedroom. But, yeah, I will find somewhere really safe for it and and keep it there.
0: Are you going to insure it?
1: I know. That's something I'll have to think about, actually. It's obviously, you know, worth a lot to me and it'd be devastating if it it was stolen or anything like that so yeah i think i think i definitely look into that
0: just to what extent uh, has your life changed in the last couple of weeks
1: yeah it's, it is different it's just kind of been a bit of a whirlwind and lots of doors and opportunities have opened and you know lots of things to do off the track which i'm really looking forward to and yeah it's just changed quite a bit to be honest
0: and how comfortable are you with being higher profile
1: Like I said before, I'm just really enjoying and appreciating this year and and it's turned out and not getting too worried about, you know, my profile and the pressure that comes with it. Just really trying to enjoy the season, enjoy the moment of winning the gold medal and and then just looking forward to the next few years, up until 2012.
0: What's been like the strangest moment of your new high profile, as it were?
1: Just all the different requests come through and... I've been asked to present an award at the Nobos, so that's something I'm really looking forward
0: to.
1: Wow. Um, so just different opportunities like that, really, that have been a big, a big eye-opening, a big change.
0: Any others you can tell me about?
1: Just lots of little TV things. Um, I'm going on something for the weekend, which is a programme that I really yeah, love. Yeah, I like So that. Um, I'm looking forward to that as well. So little things like that that have cropped up, which has been really nice.
0: I think I'm right in saying you've got an email of congratulations from Gordon Brown.
1: I did, yeah. I, I got that while I was out in Berlin. But yeah, that's just, you know, <laughs> really strange.
0: How big a fan of his are you?
1: Yeah, as I would say I'm, I'm a fan of his.
0: Yeah. And when Sebastian Coe retired from athletics, he became a politician. What chance of you going into politics one day?
1: Um, No. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine what I'd do, um, you know, after my finishes. But you know, I think it would be nice to stay stay involved. But... Uh, politics is something
0: I'm not too keen on. And when uh, Rebecca Adlington won gold in the last Olympics, a friend suggested on TV that she should be made a dame. Has anyone suggested such a thing for you?
1: No. I don't think I'm at that level yet. You know, that comes with Olympic status, so I'm I'm yet to achieve
0: that. And what experiences have you had of meeting the royal family or other VIPs so far?
1: Yeah, obviously I've just spent a lot of time with my family and and uh, people within athletics, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to hopefully meeting a few celebrities along the way, and and you know just having a good time.
0: Who would you most like to meet?
1: Oh, I I think one person I'd absolutely love to meet would be Will Smith. I love all his films. I love him from the Fresh Prince days, and I just think he's he comes across as a really lovely man, really genuine, down to earth, and yeah, I just I think it'd be great to meet someone like that.
0: And what was Usain Bolt like when you met him? You must have—he must have been towering over you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I congratulated him and, and gave him a hug, but I had to get up on my tiptoes, to be honest. He's absolutely massive. But yeah, he's really lovely, and you know, he's a massive inspiration. And it was great to be a part of that moment when he he broke the record on on the track for the hundred metres. That was really really nice.
0: Did he know who you were?
1: Uh, he did, yeah. He said well done and, you know, that he'd seen me competing. So, that was quite an honour, really.
0: And what do you reckon to this Casta Semenya gender saga?
1: Um, I don't know too many details about it, to be honest. I, I hope it gets resolved. To be honest, I, I feel quite sorry for her and, you know, the the media attention and, and the pressure she's been under at the championships. And, you know, it's hard for a young girl of 18 to go through that stress hmm. and, and pressure and, and scrutination. So I just think that hopefully things will get sorted soon and, and she can get on with her career.
0: And bearing in mind you experienced major setbacks before becoming world champion. How emotional have you found yourself in the last couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, it's been just such a turnaround from last year to be honest. It's it was such a, a downtime last year with my injury, so it's it's just nice to be you know on such a high this year. It's It was very emotional crossing the line, you know, after the 800 and seeing that I'd won and doing my lap of honour with the girls. And it was just a really, really special moment for me.
0: How much does the psychology you studied at university help you in your athletics?
1: Um, I did a general psychology degree. So, to be honest, the majority of that doesn't really transfer over onto sport. But, you know, I really enjoyed my degree and I think there's some models and and some areas of it that I could possibly use, but it hasn't been a massive, massive help in, in athletics.
0: But it's taken an enormous amount of drive and determination for you to achieve what you have, despite the problems you've faced. What do you think a psychologist would say has been your true motivation?
1: That was one of the first you know, major injuries of my career. So I think when you're faced with something like that, you have to just really get yourself together, really focus on the next big thing and just get through your rehab and and stay mentally strong. And I think one of the main things that's that's helped me through that horrible time was the support network around me and my family and, you know, my coach and everyone that really worked with me. And I think a psychologist would probably say that your social network and your support system is, you know, one of the key and important things in a time like that.
0: But what's made you the determined person that you are, the driven person?
1: Um, I think, to be honest, it's something that you're probably born with a bit. I think I've always been extremely determined and and focused on what I want to achieve and, and, you know, always setting goals. So I think that's something that I was born with. But um, doing sport, I think that's brought that out a lot. And obviously going through injuries and and things that don't quite go to plan, um, they help, you know. To push you that a little bit further and, and keep you determined and focused as well.
0: May we know if being of mixed race has ever caused you any problems or persecution?
1: Um, to be honest, I was quite lucky um, growing up, went to very much multicultural school, so I never really experienced any real negativity in that area, so I was, I was very lucky. Maybe I was quite blissfully unaware as well, just because, you know, it was very normal to me and had a very stable and and normal and happy home life as well. So I was just really lucky.
0: So no kind of bullying or anything like that at school? or?
1: Uh, I think everyone gets a bit bullied at school, but it was more kind of other things, not having, I don't know, the right bag or something like that. Just, you know, usual things that kids pick on other kids for at school. Nothing to do with race or anything like that.
0: No, but is is there any moment at all that you could recall where... You were put down, and, and, and now that you've won the gold medal, you think, right, I've shown you, you know?
1: I think the main thing for me that that puts a smile on my face is that starting athletics and being quite small, everyone sort of looked at me and thought, you know, you're never going to do anything that spectacular because you're, you're so small and you're struggling some of the events like the high jump. So for me, I've taken a lot of satisfaction from really achieving what I've achieved when people thought that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it because of my, my height and stature.
0: Did anyone actually say that to you, that you wouldn't make it because of your height?
1: Um, it, not directly to me, but I'd, I'd heard things um, via other people.
0: Yeah. And, you know, having got into athletics at the age of 10, what what do you say to people who might think that deprives you of a normal childhood?
1: Oh, not, not one bit. I think, for me, I was in, introduced to athletics at the age of 9 or 10, it was really fun. It was just about taking part in a summer camp, something to do over the summer. It was really enjoyable. And it, was, it wasn't until I got a little bit older that it started you know, to become serious and, and really focused on it as a career. But you know, at a young age, it was all fun and just really enjoyed it.
0: So if you have children yourself one day, how, how would you feel about committing them to sport at a tender age?
1: Yeah, I think that definitely I would encourage, if I had children, definitely encourage them to get involved in some kind of sport, not necessarily athletics, but I just think that it teaches you some really good values, you know, how to work with other people from, you know, different walks of life and it teaches you how to be organised, focused and lots of really key qualities that you use throughout your life in general, so I'd I'd definitely encourage them to take up sport.
0: Jess, can you tell me about the accident you had at 13 at a party when the glass panel fell on you?
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to a fancy dress party. It was my friend's birthday. And there was me and two of my friends. And I locked my front door to shut two of my friends out to embarrass them. And one of my friends tried to push the door open and it had two glass panels in the door. So she pushed the door frame through. At the, the glass through the door frame and I was at the other side and kind of had to put my arm across my face to stop my face getting scarred yeah. um, and I got two scars on my arm from that it so, was quite a funny time yeah
0: so did it slice open your arm or what?
1: <laughs> yeah I've got two kind of biggish scars on my, on my right arm and yeah it cut me quite deep but it, it wasn't anything too serious but it was quite painful at the time <laughs>
0: So you weren't in danger of losing your arm?
1: No, it was nothing that bad. No, no. it was just um, an accident. With yeah, I ended up with two scars, but yeah, it was just a bit embarrassing going to the hospital in fancy dress and <laughs> getting stitched up and
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and aside from that, and the injuries you've had in your athletics career, what's been the most traumatic thing you've had to deal with in your life?
1: I think honestly, it was probably last year with the the trauma of my injury, and, hmm. and that whole situation, that was one of the definitely low points of my life. And other than that, I can't think of anything that was on that scale, really.
0: What caused that injury that kept you out of the Beijing Olympics?
1: Well, there were stress fractures in my foot, so a stress fracture is something that builds up over time. Right. So it's just stress on that bone, whether it's you know the surface that you're training on, the amount of training that you're doing, And unfortunately, with stress fractures, you know, they build up and build up and then you're not aware of the pain or anything about it until it's a stress fracture. Um, And you can't really do anything about it but rest it, so...
0: How successful do you think you'd have been in Beijing had you been able to compete?
1: Um, I felt in really good shape um, before my injury. I'd improved two of my weaker events, the throws, and was really looking forward to it. So I think that... You know, it's easy to sit at home and, and watch the Olympics and say, you know, I could have done this, I could have done that. But I I think realistically, I, I had a very good chance of picking up a medal there.
0: And how hard was it to watch it from home?
1: Oh, it was horrible. It was just really depressing just knowing that I was that close to being a part of it and missing out and just having to sit there with a pot on my leg and crutches and just, yeah, it was just a really, really horrible time.
0: Did you cry a lot?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Probably about every day. Did you really? Every oh, bless other day. You.
0: And how much do you always fear deep down suffering further serious injuries? And do you literally ever have nightmares about that?
1: No, I think it's it, you can't worry about getting injured all the time. You just send yourself insane. You can't panic about it. But injury is a part of our sport, and you have to be kind of prepared for it. And you, you know, you kind of know that it it happens. To most sports people. So I'm very much aware of the stress and the strain that I put through my body now, more so after my injury. But I just, you know, I just try and keep things sensible, get on with my training the best I can and and make sure that I stay injury-free.
0: Yeah. You've explained that your family and your boyfriend have been tremendously supportive during your tough times. Can you tell us what you remember of your boyfriend when you were at school together?
1: (laughs) Um... (laughs) I, I mean, he's a few older than me at school, so I can't really, you know, I remember seeing him and thinking he was nice, but I was a bit younger, so I don't think he ever really looked at me in that way. But, yeah, I just, just remember thinking he, he was a nice nice lad at school, but a bit out of my reach.
0: Well, did you feel you had a bit of a crush on him then?
1: Um, oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, yeah.
0: Oh. And how <laughs> and when did you meet him years later then?
1: We got together, I was in my final year at form and he was at university and we met on the night out in sheffield
0: and what happened is it love across the dance floor or what
1: (laughs) um yeah we 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 kind of met and yeah and had a a chat and and then exchanged numbers and, and met up for a drink a couple of days later and and then things kind of progressed from there
0: did he tell him you'd fancied him when he when you were in the fourth form?
1: No, I had to play it cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when did you move in together and how big a deal was that?
1: We've been living together for about three years now. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd lived with friends before, um, a friend at university and a friend who I went to school with and, and that was really good, but kind of got to the stage where I spent so much time with him that you know the best thing to do was to move in and we enjoyed each company that much so we decided that we'd give it a go and and see if we got on living together and we have and really enjoying it
0: and what's so wonderful about andy (laughs)
1: i'm embarrassed go on (laughs) no he's he's a he's just so supportive he's a really really nice guy and he's it's nice because he's you know something separate from athletics you know he's, he's not an athlete and he's got his own career and and that's really nice but yeah he's just a really kind person very loving and very supportive
0: boxers they're often told not to have sex for weeks before a fight in case it <laughs> saps their energy to what extent does that apply to athletes like yourself before big championships
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't we don't have any telling us what to do and what not to do in that area but um i think it's probably different for everyone so i, I not going to comment on that
0: fair enough um how old is andy and and how does he feel about you being more famous than him or more successful
1: he's 26 right and he's completely fine about it he loves that he's so proud of what i've achieved and you know we've been together a long time now and he's quite happy with what i do and and what he does he's very content with his career and and his lifestyle so it works quite well and it's quite a nice balance
0: is there anything that he said to you, or perhaps gave you as a gift when you won your gold medal that you know meant a huge amount to you?
1: Uh, he hasn't even given me a card yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dump him. Um,
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. The main thing was just that he was there, and it was really nice. That um, I did a press conference after after the 800, and and then he he kind of sneaked into the press conference, and it was really nice to see him because I hadn't seen him across the two days and. Oh. Uh, so I kind of went up to him, gave him a big hug, and it was a bit emotional.
0: And to what extent have you and he uh, discussed getting married or having children?
1: Oh, we haven't really discussed that yet, but everyone keeps talking about marriage. <laughs> but no, I, I know that you know he's the one. I, I, I definitely want to be with him for the rest of my life, and marriage is something that you know I'm very. We're both very keen on, but you know we'll just we'll do it when it's the right time.
0: It's amazing uh, how deep a relationship you're in with somebody so young. Yeah. You just got lucky, I guess, that you've met the one so early, yeah?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like that. I feel that, you know, I've, I've met my kind of soulmate here. We get on so well and, and things are working really well. And, yeah, it's just nice to be in this position. And I think it's it's helped with my career as well because when you're in a stable relationship and, and things are quite, you know, consistent at home, it's... It just takes that like, bit of stress away, and and someone that's very supportive as well. It just it makes it a lot easier to go out and train as much as you do and compete on the track. So it's, it works out pretty well.
0: How much do you feel having a dog is a preparation for becoming a mum one day?
1: <laughs> um, she is hard work to be fair. So <laughs> I can imagine it's quite similar. But yeah, I, we you know we she's six months old now and. We've had her for a while and it's, it's great fun. It's, just, it's nice as well because it's been a bit of a distraction from athletics. So just having something to take your mind off the worry of injuries and competing and stuff like that. So that's been a really nice kind of sideline.
0: I've got two dogs myself and two nights ago I was blubbing my eyes out watching Marley and Me. and yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine what effect that film must have had on you.
1: I haven't seen it yet. Oh, don't. friends, I know all my friends say, don't watch it, you'll yeah. cry your eyes out. So I haven't watched it yet.
0: Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, and what's your ideal scenario? Lots of children and lots of dogs one day?
1: Yeah, I'd love to get another dog. And when I've achieved all I want to achieve in my career and I feel that I've, you know, come to an end, then I'd definitely love to have some children.
0: It's been reported that you enjoy slobbing out in front of the telly eating takeaway food. Is uh, part of you aching for the day when you don't have to watch what you eat and stay fit?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it'll be weird not training though. It's nice because I can get away with, you know, having the odd treat and things like that. But knowing that I can, you know, train the next day and burn it all off. So I think when I finish doing athletics, I'll have to be a little bit more careful, I think.
0: Yeah. Do you think you'll end up like Waynetta slob or something? (laughs) I
1: hope not. (laughs) Go to the opposite extreme. (laughs) No, I I think that, you know, once you've lived a life like this, I think that you're very conscious about eating habits and and diets and stuff. So I I think I'd be quite careful and wouldn't let myself get too big.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you just describe the house that you live in? Is it like a three-bedroom, semi-detached with a big garden or what?
1: No, we we have a three-bedroom terrace with quite a small garden. You know, it's a nice size for us at the moment, but I think we will be looking to get somewhere a little bit bigger when our
0: puppy outgrows the house. <laughs> so it's down to whether the puppy gets bigger, not because your career's suddenly taken off. <laughs> no,
1: I need a bigger garden for Milo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where do you think you'll be looking? I mean you presumably you'll need more privacy in due course and probably want to go a bit more upmarket than Sheffield, won't you?
1: Well to be honest, I'm I'm really happy with where we're living at the moment. You know, I've got all the facilities I need to train and my you know, my priority is making sure that I have everything I need to do so I can perform well. And obviously my coach is based in Sheffield as well, so hmm. I've no planned on moving to another city.
0: How yeah. much evidence of your career is there in your home? Are there sort of, like, pictures of you running and all that stuff?
1: Um, I've, I've got some nice pictures and, and things like that, but they're all in the office and I've not had a chance to put them up, so they're kind of just piled up in a corner gathering dust.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about all the travelling you have to do and have you had any scary moments in planes?
1: It's nice to be honest, to to do quite a bit of travelling it's it's nice when you're at home and you've got time with your family, but it's nice to go and travel about and see loads of different places. Um I'm trying to think of a time where I've been scared on a plane or anything like that. I've generally not had too many bad experiences to be honest. I'm quite good with flying so it's not something that nerds me or anything like that.
0: I'm quite used to it. Yeah, oh, good. You're being tipped to become a millionaire in a very short space of time. What will you do with all the money?
1: <laughs> that would be nice. Is it guaranteed?
0: <laughs> well, apparently it is. Yeah, i am told it
1: is. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think, you know, one of the first things I'd like to do is, is get a bigger house and, and a bigger garden. So that would be number
0: one on my list. Have you splashed out on anything yet by way of rewarding yourself for becoming world champ?
1: Um, not yet, but I am going to. I'm going to go shopping on Saturday and I then go treat myself to a nice handbag or some clothes or something
0: like that. Not a nice car? Um,
1: definitely, yeah. I'm, I've actually got a sponsorship deal, so I'm in the process of, of sorting out a new car there, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: So. Now, in terms of Jessica Ennis, the marketable commodity, how much do you think it helps that you're good looking?
1: <laughs> um, I... I I just see myself as myself. I don't see myself as good-looking or anything like that. But, I, you know, I hope that I can just keep performing on the track. That's all I'm bothered about. And, you know, if these added bonuses and added extras come with it, then, you know, that's great.
0: Have you always been good-looking, though? Because you undoubtedly are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or were
0: you quite an ugly duckling as a kid?
1: No, I was, I, I was... My mum would probably say otherwise, but I would say I was an ugly child. a very ugly
0: child my sister
1: was really really cute a really cute baby but I was a bit a bit funny looking I think (laughs) yeah just a look yeah my mum would say I was cute though but I disagree
0: and how much effort do you make with regard to your appearance these days especially now you're in the public eye
1: I think I've always been one that kind of you know wants to look nice and wants to look my best that kind of thing so I think I just stay the same. I won't make any extra effort or I won't neglect anything, so I'll just keep the way I am, I think.
0: Because I read somewhere that you claim to have a big butt. How do you feel about that? Are you quite proud of your Beyonce butt?
1: <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't say it was that big. <laughs> I won um, Rear of the Year at school in um, sixth form from prom one year, so yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of big-ish, <laughs> but not too
0: big. I can't <laughs> believe your school had a rear-of-the-year competition. That's awful. I know.
1: It was brilliant. Loved
0: it. <laughs> what did you win as a prize?
1: Um, I think uh, it was just a certificate or something like that. It wasn't anything exciting.
0: <laughs> now, have you yet been asked to pose for any men's magazines, and what's been your response?
1: Um, not as yet, no. I, I mean, a lot of things have come through, and we're just kind of sifting through what things you know I'd like to do and, and what I wouldn't. But, you know, I'd, I'm happy to do things that are very tasteful but nothing nothing too raunchy or you know inappropriate
0: where do you draw the line then
1: I don't know it, it depends what kind of thing I was asked to do but I would not do any really naughty shots or anything like
0: that why is that because you'd be afraid what your parents say or what
1: yeah I just think that you know you've got to be tasteful and you've got to do things properly and you know I'm, I've not finished my career I'm still you know very much in the middle of it and no, I don't want to have any negatives that you know follow onto the track or anything like that. So um, I'm just I'll be very cautious and, and pick out sensible things to do.
0: On the other hand, being an absolutely top athlete, you you know you're obviously in tremendous physical shape, and you presumably you know if you have grandchildren one day, it'd be lovely to show them a picture of yourself, you know, in your prime.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's nice because you get opportunities do photo shoots and you know get glammed up and have your makeup done your head and really nice and i'm definitely i'd love to get involved in some of those and and i will do but um yeah we just have to see what 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 comes around
0: but whatever the picture you'll keep something on
1: oh definitely <laughs> Without a doubt.
0: <laughs> a million men around Britain have just groaned. there, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Very disappointed. So what um, what about sort of things like acting and uh, TV presenting and even singing? If you were offered a record contract, what would you do?
1: Oh, God, I think I'd love to do it, but you know what, I really haven't got the voice. No? <laughs> my boyfriend would tell you that, and my family and friends, <laughs> that I would not be good at singing. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I don't know about... Presenting and things like that. I think that's something I would have to think about when I came towards the end of my career. I'm not sure if I would be any good at
0: that, to be honest. How aware are you constantly of the shortness of an athletics career and and the importance of planning what to do afterwards? Because you just never know when it could all. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's quite scary to think about. You know what? What am I going to do after my career? And it, like you say, it's a very short, you know, span. But yeah, I think. At the moment, I'm just so caught up in, in what I'm doing right now that I've not really given it too much thought and kind of hoping that when it comes round to that time, something will crop up and and I'll, you know, kind of know what path to take.
0: Do you ever wonder what you'd be doing if you weren't now a top athlete? What what would be your job?
1: Um, It's hard to say because I've done athletics for so long. It's just been a massive part of my life for a very long time. But I think that if I wasn't doing any kind of sport or athletics, I think that I'd probably kind of throw myself into, you know, the academic side and I would have put a lot more effort into my degree at university and I really enjoyed psychology so I'd probably say that, you know, go into some kind of psychology field.
0: Do you fear that all the training you have to put in might give you sort of long term damage physically and that when you're an old person you might really suffer from arthritis or whatever?
1: Yeah, I'll probably have a Zimmer frame, to be honest, when I'm older. (laughs) My body will will have taken so much battering. But, yeah, you you do put your body through so much, and it's such extremes. So it's something I kind of, you know, think about, you know, when I'm older, whether I'll have to have operations and hip replacements and those kind of things. But I don't think you can get too worried about it now. I'm 23, and I'm I'm just going to enjoy it and not worry about that. I'll worry about it when it happens. If it happens.
0: Yeah, and, and um, how much of your focus now is on 2012 in London then?
1: Yeah, loads of it. I mean, it's important for me to make sure that I focus on next year, the year after, and just, you know, the, the short term goals. But then ultimately, that is the big long term goal. And obviously, everyone's really excited about it. It's going to be a brilliant time. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm 100% ready for it, you know, at the peak of my career, injury free, and, and that I can go there and win a gold medal.
0: And we've all watched Paula Radcliffe break down in the Olympics. Does it really break your heart, and do you just think, "There but for the grace of God go I"? Then.
1: It, yeah, it's horrible to you know see people that you know amazing athletes that train so hard and work so hard for you know your ultimate goal as any athlete is the Olympics, and and to not achieve what you really want to do better. But again, it's it's just part of the sport, and you know I've, I I learnt how hard it was last year missing out on my first Olympics and going through injury and. It's something that, you know, most athletes have to deal with, and you come through it, and you come through it stronger. Are
0: there any things that you've ever considered as ambitions beyond athletics, That, like you, you want to climb Everest or, I don't know, go down the Nile or something one day? What, what, any things that you've always wanted to do secretly?
1: I don't know. It's something I've not... I've just been so... As an athlete, you have to be so selfish and, you know, so 100% focused on on your career and what you're doing right now, that it's something I've not really given too much thought about. And I, when I, you know, have a bit of time free and at the end of my career and, you know, I've got options to do things like that, then that's something I would probably give a lot more thought and, and look into. But right now it's just athletics is, you know, my life.
0: I know you've got the same agent as Kelly Holmes. How much of a support has Kelly Holmes been to you, an inspiration to you?
1: Yeah, massive inspiration. What she achieved was just, phenomenal and it's brilliant to watch and you know it's hard to imagine you know ever achieving something like that but yeah it's, it's great for our sport and you know really inspirational
0: and has she or denise lewis ever said anything to you that you've never forgotten
1: i spoke to denise lewis after i competed i mean she was just you know really over the moon really excited and, and proud of what i'd achieved and it was nice because she rung me up when i was injured last year as well and she kind of just you know she knew how difficult it was for me, obviously, suffering from injuries and being in the same event and knowing how hard it is. Um, but it was nice just to speak to her and, you know, she just gave her support and told me that things would work out and I'd come back stronger and, and she was right.
0: Do you get constantly pestered by drug testers in the middle of the night? Is that what happens with athletes? Do you get just get invaded in the middle of the night when they just turn up on your door and say, give me a sample? What happens?
1: Well, we've got a really good drug testing system, and you have to provide an hour for every day um, that you're going to be in one particular place. Um, So it's a good idea to have an early morning slot, so you have to be prepared that, you know, you could be tested any day or every day. They also do random ones as well, so it's, it's pretty strict, but I think it needs to be done to keep the sport clean.
0: And even though, obviously, you are clean, do you fear every time the results come back that, because every now and again you've had these strange tests where someone's taken some sinus liquid or something and yeah. it's turned out to be positive, do you kind of think, yeah. oh my God, you know, it could happen anytime? time?
1: Yeah. Every time I have one I worry, even though I know I've not taken anything I shouldn't have, you still worry and think, oh no, what if, you know, I took a, a cold remedy and I didn't yeah. check something or, you know, anything, you just, you can't help but worry, but it's you know, you have to wait a bit to get the results, but as soon as you get them and it's negative, it's like a massive relief. But it still does make you worry. You just never know what, what could happen.
0: And every time, you know, you go out for a meal or you are offered a drink or something, do you have to think twice, hang on a second, is this going to come up in a test or something?
1: Not so much. I think it's more with the medication and right. all the all the ingredients and, in, you know, cold and flu remedies, you know, hay fever, stuff like that. I think you have to be really, really careful with that and, but with, you know, normal bottled drinks, I think it's you know, important to be careful when you're away and that you're not drinking random juices from open bottles, you know, to make sure that things are sealed and just being careful and aware of what's going on around you.
0: How rife do you think drugs are in athletics still and can you spot them a mile off?
1: I think it's hard to say. I think that the sport's got so much better and it's really getting cleaned up. Um, and it's so good the testing systems that we've got in place now and I think they're really helping and I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's cleaning up the sport and it's, it's making the sport look a lot a lot better and, and giving it a better perception, you know, to, to the general public, really.
0: Now, one thing I gather you are afraid of is spiders. Can you tell me your worst spider moment?
1: Oh, I've had so many. I've had so many. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think of the worst ones. Once. I'd hung my tractor bottoms out on the radiator and I took them off the radiator and there was a spider and it crawled up my arm and that was awful.
0: It crawled up your arm?
1: Yeah, honestly I was so scared. I had tears in my eyes. And then the other worst moment ever was once when I was probably about 15 or something like that and I was at the track and there was this spider, a huge spider that was crushed and it was dead. And this boy at the track, a really nasty boy, he was a bully. <laughs> he'd pick the spider up and he'd put it down the back of my top, oh. down the back of my running top, and it squashed right down my top and I couldn't get it out. It was horrible.
0: Oh, how nasty. It was so cruel. Is that and what started your arachnophobia then?
1: <laughs> no, I think I was scared of him before that.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, if, if I was your coach and I wanted you to run fast, <laughs> I'd put a big tarantula at the front of your block. I'd no, say. it
1: would work, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I can't imagine you'll ever go on I'm a celebrity, get me out of here then, will you? No
1: way, no, not in a million years No chance That's, that's the worst thing I could ever do I think but Some of the tasks that they do on there are horrendous
0: they are. Can you, <laughs> Do you find watch, it difficult though. to even watch? Are you watching behind a cushion or something?
1: No, I, do, I watch everything um, All the bush tucker challenges that they have You know, the eating ones But not any of the spider ones I just <laughs> can't watch them
0: God, and uh, you know, now that you're revered as this, you know, courageous athlete, I mean, is, are you going to be a bit wary of uh, of jumping and screaming when you see a spider? You're going to have to brave it now.
1: I don't
0: think I could control myself, to be
1: honest. Oh dear. <laughs> I'd have to, um, yeah, just play it cool, but I'd be extremely
0: scared. <laughs> and I imagine Andy's very good at bailing you out when there's a spider in the bath or something. What, what was yeah. it like the first time? Did you have to uh, try and be courageous, or you just couldn't help screaming?
1: No, he he's he's quite good to be honest. I, he knows I'm absolutely petrified of him and he'll you know go and get something to get rid of it and get it out of the house. So, he's quite good.
0: Now, to what extent have you been attracting male admirers and fan mail since becoming world champion?
1: Um, I've had loads of nice letters of congratulations and support, but um, and nice, you know, nice nice comments and stuff, but no exciting ones i need to go through all my messages on my facebook i've got about 800 messages in my at the moment so i really need to sift through them and see what what people are saying
0: you haven't had any weird ones yet
1: no not yet just nice ones really no dodgy ones
0: <laughs> no proposals of marriage or naked photographs or anything
1: <laughs> no <laughs> not yet
0: <laughs> and and how does all this attention uh, make andy feel
1: He's very much kind of, you know, doesn't really want to be in the limelight. He's quite happy yeah. to, you know, let me get on with it and, and take a back seat. But he's just really proud of me and, you know, Lovely. we're very secure in our relationship and everything. So he's, he's <laughs> not worried at all.
0: Yeah. But uh, will we like you to see your wedding in Hello! magazine one day?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I think I'd like to keep it quite private. It'd be a really special occasion. And, yeah, I think I'd like to keep it private.
0: How much have you thought about your wedding day and what sort of things, like a big white dress at a castle? And what sort of, what's your dream wedding?
1: I think definitely something really, really big, very expensive, and, you know, a lovely dress. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be one of the most special days of your life. So I'd definitely go all out and make sure it was the best day ever.
0: So if Andy got down on his knees this weekend?
1: <laughs> he wouldn't.
0: He, why wouldn't he?
1: <laughs> I just know he wouldn't. And he needs to save up a little bit more cash for an engagement
0: ring. <laughs> oh, well, you'll be a millionaire soon. <laughs> you could pay for it.
1: I can't pay for it though. <laughs>
0: no, that's, that's true. That's not
1: traditional. <laughs> uh,
0: it sounds like you've got a very romantic relationship. What's been the most romantic moment between the two of you?
1: Um. Oh, I, he, he does loads of things. He's very romantic, and he's you know he always takes me out for lovely meals and just the little, the really little things that you know at home where he just kind of you know, cooks a nice meal and just treats me and stuff just lots of little nice things like that that he does so he's, he's very romantic.
0: But I gather you're very keen on cooking as well what's your uh pièce résistance?
1: Yeah I do enjoy cooking I cook all sorts I really love Italian food so I make a lot of Italian dishes lasagnas and stuff like that but all sorts stir fries and chilies and Sunday dinners and all sorts of anything. I, I've got a few Gordon Ramsay books and Jamie Oliver books, so, you know, I'm always in there trying to try out new dishes and stuff when I've got time, so I, I enjoy
0: that. So the next series of Hell's Kitchen, there you'll be.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Getting sworn at.
1: <laughs> no, I know. It's, I love that programme. It's brilliant. But, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be very good. I'd probably end up crying oh. when I get shouted at by, by the chef. But... um yeah, now I love all those cooking programmes and Jamie Oliver, Gordon Ramsay and yeah, it's brilliant. I'm very into that kind of thing.
0: And I gather Strictly Come Dancing is a big favourite of yours too.
1: Oh yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's starting again soon, isn't it?
0: And they've got a fellow athlete on there. Is it Jane Johnson?
1: Johnson Jane yeah. Johnson, yeah.
0: How well do you know her and how do you reckon she'll do?
1: I do know her, but not very, very well. <laughs> but yeah, I think she should have some rhythm. I think she would probably do quite well.
0: And how do you reckon you would do on it?
1: I'd like to think I'd be really good, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, I'd love to do something like that. Not right now at the the end of my career, but I think just, you know, having all those lovely dresses and, and all that kind of thing would be brilliant.
0: The trouble is nowadays, if you go clubbing or something, everyone will be looking at you to see how you dance and everything, won't they?
1: Oh, I'll have to sit down in the corner now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody puts baby in the corner, doesn't it? Right?
1: <laughs> Good film.
0: Yeah, apparently, yes. I never watched it. <laughs> and uh, is there anything that you love to eat or drink that perhaps you shouldn't do? Anything you can't resist? A bit of a, an Achilles heel for you?
1: Um, anything with chocolate, cheesecakes, any kind of nice dessert. I've got really sweet tooth, so I love all those kind of things. Yeah, when it when it's not kind of the height of the season at the end of the season I enjoy going out and having a few cocktails with my friends
0: what's the kind of been the worst indulgence you've had during your have you ever like eaten a whole cake or two packets of biscuits or something and and perhaps Andy's caught you or something in the larder
1: yeah all the time really (laughs) um yeah I I I've got a really bad sweet tooth so yeah I could I could easily eat you know quite a big chunk of cheesecake to myself <laughs> but obviously the next day i train hard and burn it all off so it kind of balances itself out
0: right is it not dangerous to do that
1: it's all in moderation isn't it so you know i don't do it every day or every week it's just the odd occasion where you know sometimes you have to listen to your body and and my body's craving chocolate and sweets and stuff like that so you know i have the the odd indulgence and but you know training for the head past more than seven events. You have the training so hard and so much volume and so intense that you burn so much off that it's not too much of a worry.
0: And did you indulge in anything naughty by way of celebration when you won the gold medal? Did you go out with your family or something and and really pig out?
1: Yeah, we went out for lunch when I got back uh, with my close family, but I'm just organising a party at the moment, so once that's organised, definitely be... Know, having some nice food there and, and some champagne and celebrating properly in style there.
0: Well, a party at home or in a in a Sheffield nightclub or something or?
1: Yeah, somewhere in town, a, a nice venue in town.
0: Hmm. And whereabouts do your parents live? Are they close to you?
1: Yeah, they live about ten minutes away from me.
0: Right. Because they don't have any sort of athletic background, do they? As far as I know.
1: No, they both did a bit of athletics at school, but nothing to any kind of high level.
0: So it must be a bit of a mystery to the whole family as to how you've turned out to be such a superstar.
1: Yeah, I'd really, to be honest, I'd like to, you know, research my family tree and, and see, you know, along the line if there was anyone that was kind of sporty and, and achieved anything like that. So that would be quite interesting.
0: That's another TV programme for you then, isn't it? Yeah. Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you watch that one with fascination as well And.
1: I, yeah, I, I watched one with Chris Moyles the other week, which was really good. It
0: was, yeah. Um, But
1: yeah, I do watch it. I think it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And what sort of music are you into?
1: Um, mainly hip-hop and R&B, that kind of stuff, really.
0: And do you have that on your iPod as you're preparing to run?
1: Yeah, I have a bit of a mix. I have, you know, a playlist with, with uh, songs that I enjoy and, you know, that get me fired up and ready to compete.
0: Can you tell me a few songs that get you fired up and ready to compete?
1: I listen to a lot of Kanye West, some of the soul stuff I like. Got a bit of Michael Jackson on there, oh, right. a bit of Black Eyed Peas, uh, Justin Timberlake of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, Just things like that really, a bit of a mix.
0: Because when the England rugby team won the World Cup in 2003, every day on the way to the match in the coach, they'd play one shot by Eminem.
1: I did, think. That song, One Shot, you
0: got one opportunity. and
1: Yeah, well, there's loads of really good songs like that that really kind of inspire you and get you ready, really fired up to yeah. uh, compete well. So, yeah, there's some really good ones that you can pick out to kind of motivate you.
0: And if there was one artist you could go backstage to see now that you're a celebrity, uh, Justin Justin Timberlake, Timberlake yeah. without what, a doubt. What's so good about Justin Timberlake? Amazing, it's
1: absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I've seen him in concert twice and it was just, a really really good concert really entertaining and yeah just really really enjoyable he's got a great voice he's released some really good songs and he can dance and everything and you know he's gorgeous as well so So definitely would love to meet him
0: and he's only potential rival i think
1: yeah he knows he knows the score with justin really
0: <laughs> yeah and in, in uh, you know, hopefully you know, many, many decades to come, uh, after you've left this planet, how do you want people to remember you in your life?
1: I think I just, you know, like to be remembered as, you know, one of the great athletes that achieved a lot, a lot in athletics, made major championships and medaled in major championships. And, you know, if I was remembered like that, then that would be brilliant.